Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk, come on Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah No fake, and we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up the seat, yeah, yeah Hello, everybody, and welcome to an extra special episode of The Black Tea. I am Lucy Stool. And I am Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> and today we are talking about and interviewing uh, some contestants from the Drag Queen of the Year Pageant Award yes! Competition Award Show. Yay! Congratulations, yes. Lucy, for, you know, placing in the pageant, being thickening, showing the world who Mother Stool is. You really repped for Chicago, Queen. We love you. Oh, uh, thank you, Bambi. That means the world coming from you. I, um, yeah, I feel really good about the package that I presented to the world. And I am excited that I got to, uh, yeah, show myself and uh, some of my talents to, uh, I mean, yeah, literally the fucking world. There were thousands of people watching this all across, uh, this this little rock that we hurtling through space on. So um yeah, I feel super jazzed about that. I learned so much from the experience and you know, I'm very inspired for, you know, whatever drag has to come. Like, yeah, it was good. Girl, I love watching a good old pageant. You know, like I've, we love a pageant. I've never been the pageant girl, but I love a pageant. You? I love watching a pageant. I mean, like I think I would slay a pageant. I could see you doing a pageant. Maybe I'll do a pageant one day for y'all. Maybe I'll do it yeah, just, just for y'all. You know, just a little something. Maybe I'll, I'll dip into my pageant queen era soon. But... <laughs> Wait till you turn 30. I love watching pageants. Like, sickening. Like, honestly, like... And then just, like, the presentation. And to think that people have been doing, like, okay, you win a pageant, and then you have to come back to every pageant after that for, like, years. Like... <laughs> like, Mimi... Yeah, Mimi Marks has been going to the same Continental Pageant, like, performance situation for, like, 20 years now. Like, like 20 staple looks on the <laughs> internet. And, like, as it should be, you know? Legendary. I love that. Over and over and over again. That is um, so cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Mimi> <laughs> Because it's also just, like, you watch... Okay, specifically, I'm talking about, like, the the experience of, like, everyone in Continental coming out, and they show all the past winners. And it feels like all these, like, queens are coming from different kingdoms. You know what I mean? Queendoms. True. Very true. And you're just yeah, like, I damn, this is hot. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is always cool to see that. I love the, like, reverence they give to, like, the past winners, you know, and just, you know how they're exalted like forever as they should be because you know winning continental is fucking huge it's like one of the biggest prizes in the world right so, right um as it should be uh that being said like i don't know i think i got inspired from the pageant to want to compete more you know i've never been a competition girl uh i've i've never done competitions or you know really 
<laughs> competed in this way before this, but now it's like kind of inspired me to want to do it more. I mean, like I could see myself doing Continental Plus. Yes, please grace us with Continental Plus. I would live to see queens. I would love to see do pageants. I'm telling y'all, Jay for Pay, Lucy Stool, and Camilla Fox. Those are the three. Yes, I want to see it. I want to see you, ladies, I'm out there. I will help you with your telling packages. Telling you. Uh, Camilla, I already know, like, I mean, what a beautiful, fucking amazing package she would put together. She, she should do pageants, honestly. She She should fucking do that shit. So it would be great to see her in one. This is the petition we're starting to get Camilla to, to do pageants. (laughs) Um, if you would like to sign it, please DM me. Thanks. (laughs) You heard it. You heard it here first. We want Camilla to do pageants. Camilla. We'll fundraise for you if you're listening, darling. So you just let us know. Um, but yeah, I I think it would be really cool to uh, to strike out and try to do something else like that. I mean, even if it was just to like shake shit up a bit and see what happens, like I think it would be fun to be a part of that. And also, I feel like you know I'm getting to a point in my drag where you know I really am starting to accept the fact that you know I am a bad bitch and that I should be. Um, acting as such so yeah i'm 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 trying to get out here a little bit more and just you know show the girls what's what's been going on and where i'm headed and because you know it's a journey and i'm still at the beginning of it and like one of the best things about the pageant was being able to like kind of see myself in that way and like have this like chance to like finally like like look at look at my art and see you know what needs to improve and what else i could do and stuff like that it was just it was a real transformative experience and like even though i didn't win like i am so fucking honored to one have been included but to even have been in that in that top three you know which was it turned out to be a top four like uh yeah like what a fucking honor like the people i was sitting up there with like i was kind of blown away that i was even they're next to them <laughs> just because like, you know, if I like unobjectively like look at everything that was presented, like their packages were like so fucking huge and phenomenal and like literally blew me out the water. Well, so I, many think, different ways. I think that everybody honestly blew me out the water. Uh, they were so great. Most, most they people, so most people were great. Um, ah, ah, damn. Most people were great. The pedophilia was not great, but we don't want to talk Ooh, about that. That was weird. Um, yeah, that was a little weird. That was, weird. That was a little weird. But you know, whatever. Like she, she did her thing. She was giving small town vibes. You know, they they don't know better sometimes. Um, but yeah, I thought that everybody's package was really gorgeous. I thought that um, it it really could have went anyway for me. Um especially with the top four. I thought that everybody did great. And I thought, I, even like the people who didn't make it to the top four, like one of our guests today, um, yes. did amazing. Like it was kind of hard to see who even would be in the top four because it depend. like I said uh, in one of the past episodes, like it always depends on who's impressing the judges that day. Um, so I just feel like that the best thing about pageants or specifically that pageant is that you just get to showcase your art to a wider audience and you get to show people what did you say wider or wider wider <laughs> audience and- i'm sorry i knew what you said i was just fucking <laughs> <up. Yeah. laughs> 
um but yes you're so you're so fucking true and like when they when they first approached us back about you know it being taken back to online um i immediately wanted i immediately was like yes but it's so funny there were so many other people that were like you know i don't know i don't know if i can do that and i even had those thoughts a lot too which is being like you know digital drag is so different than what i'm used to like presenting and i was like is this gonna like you know really am i really going to be able to like portray my like self and like lucy and like everything in this way um but yeah ended up ended up working out really damn well lucy i love that answer speaking of answer (laughs) question and answer this next guest she won question and answer for the pageant she is a sickening comedy queen you might catch her in your closest recycling bin please give it up for maureen san diego maureen chicago's female female impersonator oh my gosh so exciting to be here at what what are we recording this at 7 a.m i mean we get up (laughs) at the crack so fucking early or late it's the evening who knows maureen it is so glad i'm so glad to have you again uh here today uh i also want to let you know you are the second ever white person to ever be on the black team (laughs) and the last Uh... (laughs) (laughs) we're closing the door after this (laughs) no more not for another five years okay And for those of you listening at home, you can't see, but we are all in full drag. Yes. Full eleganza. Every single one of us in front of the cameras right now at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. We're not sure. Standard. And Lucy, I don't normally like assless chaps, and you you didn't have to face your face away from the camera, but I'm just loving this view. I thought that you would probably recognize that a little bit more than my face after, you know, the past (laughs) year. (laughs) Oh, you know I do. You know I do. Maureen, fuck, it is so great to have you on the show today. I have missed um, seeing you in the clubs and just actually just being able to be next to you and take uh, Berlin bombs with you and, you know, sit in the hole with you at like 2 a.m. Like, don't lie, you don't remember any of our interactions. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I want to give you a shout out because you were probably the first person to kind of invite me into the drag scene, like wholeheartedly, um, because you know, no one else would, uh, but, you know, <laughs> but it was at the hideout and we were doing a benefit together. And I, Oh yes. And I found out that Lucy stool was going to be the host. And when I tell you, I was so excited and just wanted to like impress you. I think I more so terrified you, but either way, <laughs> I remember being like, what the fuck is up with this girl? I don't know what is wrong with her, but that voice, that fucking voice. I mean, from the first time I saw you perform, I was like, holy shit. I need to see more of this bad shit person like out here performing for us. Well, you've always been welcoming to the weirdos. I mean, I think a lot of, I think pretty much everyone here knows of some of the iconic feats of Maureen San Diego. But one of my favorite things I've ever seen, probably anyone ever do in the club, is be wheeled in in a fucking recycling bin. Like, <laughs> what? Maureen, what the hell even? How did, what, like... What just where did that even come about? Let's start there. Well, um, there is a conspiracy theory about me that I am not Maureen San Diego, but indeed Brenda Fricker, the woman who plays the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. Um, but the, the trash, the trash 
camp thing came from I, I really, really obviously wanted to win uh, the competition that must not be named, uh, but I, <laughs> and I wanted to make a grand entrance, but I didn't really have like money to spend on like the grand entrance I had in my mind. And I was walking from the metro station to my parents' house <laughs> in the snow and I saw all these trash cans lined up and I was like, that's it. I'm going to steal a trash can. <laughs> and that's where the, the idea came from. But it was really just like, how do I set myself apart? How do I make an entrance? Yeah. So. And I mean, I feel like since the moment you've walked into the drag scene here in Chicago, you you have done that. You made a fucking entrance very loudly. And everyone was like, this bitch is here and we love her. Like, we absolutely fucking love her. Like, the makeup, the, like, Jackie B, like, gig that you have, like, embodied, but also made your own. Like, which I'm, like, so fucking obsessed with. Thank you. No, it's, it's funny because... I think in Chicago, the reason our, our queens and kings and in-betweens are so great is because we are so hard and kind of shady to each other that, like, <laughs> if, if your makeup is bad, you'll know by the end of the night. <laughs> and I remember, no, I will never forget this, Lucy, because I, I, owe, I owe a debt to you. I was, yes, I remember. I was at Berlin, and I came up to the bar... <laughs> and I ordered a shot or whatever, probably a Berlin bomb in a PBR. And Lucy was like, you know, you really got something going on here. You just need to fix that makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a little bit more nuanced than that, but yes, the basis of I don't mean to call you out no, of the basically- but I needed that. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at her and I'm like I was looking at her and I'm like, she's so fucking talented. Like, I see where she's going with this. If we just pull it together, babe, we can like, we can really, we can really make it happen. <laughs> just pull it together. And uh, and like, you heard that. You heard that. And you were like, heard. And yes. I will. Yes. <laughs> and, and I will. I think Tenderoni <laughs> was talking about this on uh, some other podcast, I think, but she was like, you know, that's what Natasha is to me. Like, she'll tell me if I look busted or, you yeah. know, you need yeah. those people. Those people are your friends. Exactly. <laughs> not, exactly. Not the people constantly telling you you're so great and you're so this and you're so that. You need people that are like, no, I see what you have and you can make it better. And I feel like yeah. this is what that pageant, this pageant was for me, too, because I was like, okay, this is a pageant. You need to be polished. Mm-hmm you know, take what you have and like make it more polished. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, now the internet will tell you whether you like it or not. They'll tell you <laughs> if you look bad. <laughs> like That is very true. That is very true. So, you know, I want to know, I want to know some more of the backstory of Maureen San Diego. Okay. Um, I, I feel like Maureen is one of those people that um, weaponizes their BFA in a good way. <laughs> and I want to know some more about about that about that history and some of the schooling and stuff that that you have behind you because like when I hear that voice I know it's trained it's absolutely trained. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, I. Yeah. So in high school, I mean, throughout, if we could just 
like starting from the very beginning, I first knew I wanted to perform. I think I was like in fifth grade or something, maybe fourth grade. And I stumbled upon, there was this little girl in my class named Lori Elizabeth McCure. And she had, and she had a CD called everything's coming up roses. (laughs) And, and she was like this nine year old little belter. And she sounded like a 50 year old woman. And I was like, that is what I want to be. Like, just, like, from the jump, and then became really obsessed with uh, musical theater and ended up going to school for musical theater, and I went to a very strict, very insane, very psychologically damaging conservatory. Um, I'll just call them out right now. They're horrible. I think, honestly, conservatories shouldn't be allowed to exist. I think they're extremely abusive. Um, They make you do, basically, they're like, let's find ways to make you bad at what you're talented at. Like, let's just, (laughs) let's just put you in everything that you're wrong for. Like they think everybody's going to be Meryl Streep. And it's like, no, I'm going to be Elaine Stritch. I'm not going to be Meryl Streep. (laughs) And so I went there for a year and a half and I ended up getting um, cut from the program halfway through my sophomore year. What? Yeah, because in in their eyes, I I think the reason was because when I was acting in my scenes, I wasn't letting my breath drop in. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, yeah. They just needed to get rid of someone, and I ended up going to um, Illinois State, and they had a much more free kind of training where it wasn't about you have to be trained our way. It was more so we want to get you on stage as much as possible so that you're a good performer and so that you can work and figure out what you're good at. I love that, yeah. But I think through acting I realized, okay, but I'm not fitting into any of these roles. Like, And if I am getting a role, it's a 60-year-old woman. So... <laughs> Like, what the fuck am I going to do when college is over? And I was like, I need something else to do. Like, I, I, I just don't see myself being uh, successful as, like, a working theater actor because everybody tells me I'm not going to get work until I'm 50. So I just yeah. decided to turn into that 50-year-old woman, like, a little earlier. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and Maureen, Maureen comes from... Uh, in again childhood trauma but when i was in fourth grade i uh i was making a joke about bill clinton i was doing a bill clinton impersonation and i said uh i said uh i did not have sexual relationships with that woman and i pointed at my teacher and she thought i was accusing her of like pedophilia or something (laughs) and she grabbed my arm and like i almost got suspended and she just she just hated me she hated me so much and her name was maureen so i but san diego kind of came from from carmen san diego i've never known that oh my god i think also there's this thing with um i think there's this thing with drag queens where they're like oh there's a bunch of failed actors that just become drag queens because they can't make it in the business which is which is true but it's true because the acting business is fucked up and, yes. there, and there's not roles. There's not roles for queer people, for bigger women, for stuff like that. One hundred percent. No one wants to see a production of Our Town. Let's just stop doing it. <laughs> oh my god! From someone who has been in Our Town, I agree. <laughs> but I, I also like to say it's like 
if you're an actor, you're just a cook. But if you're like a drag queen or a creator, you're a chef. Like you're making yeah. something that is yours. Oh yeah. And in my own way, I get to be my own character that I created in these situations. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> like, and I've seen some of your acting, Lucy. You're a really fucking good actor. Like, oh, for well, real. So there's some freedom that comes with that. I mean, after school, I completely stopped like acting or even trying to pursue it. Like, stopped singing. Like everything, just because I don't know. Just what I had seen, like in college already i was like am i really gonna have to deal with these people forever like are these the people i'm gonna be up against like 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 what like you're another person that chicago is very proud to thank have, you to have as our own that means a lot and like every there were no clunkers from anybody honestly like everybody was so fucking great in that pageant yeah and i think when i originally found out it was digital i was like <laughs> <laughs> like oh i'm not doing this uh, yeah, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Digital drag is getting on my nerves right now. Like, it's the last thing I want to do. But I was like, I'm going to force myself to fucking do this. God damn it. Yeah, I mean, we were basically asked to make three movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. in that way. But I think it was a good challenge because even though I almost ripped all my hair out while doing it... <laughs> At least I know what goes into it now. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah, I got to, a newfound respect. To achieve that level, but it's, it's kind of crazy. And Lucy will tell you, we found out we were in this pageant almost like a year ago. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we were, we, were sitting, we were sitting on that for a very long time to have it like canceled. And then kind of like, I, I had kind of just put it out of my mind, to be honest, mm-hmm. until they reached back out in January and it was like, Oh shit. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that I did. (laughs) (laughs) So our second guest today is another drag Chicago drag royalty. A, um, I mean, past legendary up and coming. This is already a legendary icon of the scene. Our crowned king. (laughs) Someone who I have watched fucking come up. And it has been such a fucking pleasure. And I am so glad to have them on the show today. Let's give it up for the king of D-U-O-Y this year, Tinderoni. Hello, Diva. Yes, hello. It's the Diva. It's our King of Kings. Drag Queen of the Year, Tinderoni. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so fucking right. Tinder, we are so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. Honestly, I'm still so, like, like... I can't believe that I won. I'm like, did I really win that? Yeah. We were like, I was thinking about this too. Like winning in your house has to be like kind of a surreal, like odd fucking moment. You know, like thinking back to the the, the girls who had to do that for drag race too. It's just like you get off your call and you're like, okay, I, I guess I won. Yeah. I was like, uh, let me go to the back. First of all, I had to get, I had to take that green out, take the 75 clips that were in the back of that green outfit off. <laughs> What? I, was, I was so pinched in that outfit. I was like, <laughs> taking all the clamps off it. the back. Oh my god! 
<laughs> You're like, get me out of this thing. I had to lay on the floor to put the pants on. <laughs> <laughs> that is the real quarantine things right there, boo. That's Jack, baby. I fucking feel that so hard. Well, let me tell you what. You looked fucking phenomenal in that. That has to go. That That is one of the best looks that I've ever fucking seen in drag. Yeah. Period. Uh, like fucking I period. Mean, to, to be honest, I feel like if anybody tries to say that drag kings are just lazy and they look at Tenderoni, they they have to come on because Tenderoni puts in more work than. 60% of drag queens. <laughs> like, come on. Tenderoni <laughs> is a pageant king. Tenderoni is on head down to toe. It's always head to tee. There's always a whole outfit. It's always branded. It's always hot. It's always going to be crispy. And Tenderoni has always been that since Tenderoni started. Tenderoni wears more makeup than me. You know? <laughs> I fucking love that shit. You know, Tinder, like, I want to know more a little bit about your drag king persona because I love it. Like, I always joke about it. I'm like, I love that faggot. Yeah, I said the F word. I was like, I love him. I love him. And he totally is. And he is a proud, gay. proud, like, Gay, like <laughs> absolutely. Honestly, Ted Neroni is not very far from myself out of drag. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Neroni originally started as like I used to do graffiti and I was like an artist, and like Ted Neroni was my graffiti name back oh in the day. <laughs> oh, hell yes! So, Ted Neroni comes from I've also like Ted Neroni is like a young fly thing that dates older people, and you know, like, that's my thing, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> I always say, I am not a, uh, you know, they, they got the chasers. I'm a granny chaser because I love grannies. Hell, fucking Granny chaser. You heard it here first. But don't be trying to play, though. Don't be trying to play because uh, Tinder's partner will come through. Natasha's not the one. And if you know, you know. If you, if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Like, don't even play. Don't even try and fucking play. But, like, yeah, Tinder was also just another one of those welcome additions to our drag scene. Like, I, I with the both of y'all, I, I feel like y'all have just been around forever. And I know it's not been forever. So, like, tell us a little bit more about your, like, drag start here in Chicago. Because I know we kind of, like, know that. But also, I'm like, wait a second. When was that? How did that happen? I mean, <laughs> I was in cycle nine of crap. Oh, yes. <laughs> Crazy. So it was a long, long, long time ago. You were the first uh, one robbed, okay? <laughs> 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 I do love my queen, America Powers. So <laughs> yes, we do love America Powers. We do, we do. Um, that was a, a my crash landing debut. Was very funny. Um, honestly, <laughs> the way that my drag started was that I used to do. Um, I used to fill in stage managing. So um, I did stage managing for a drag. What? Line. So anyway, so and um, <laughs> we uh, did that show, and one of the. <laughs> One of the people who were in there was Dusty Balls. Yeah. Dusty Balls was the first drag king that I, he was the first drag king I ever saw in person. And I remember he was like, can you help me? And I was like helping him shape. And yep. I was like watching. And then I was, I was just like in the scene by just like being, I was a front row diva. I feel like we all start off as a yep. front row diva. Yeah. 
So uh, I was going to all of the shows. And then um, when I eventually like made my way to be like, uh, just like stage managing, kind of just like filling in here and there, I um, did that. And then I was like, I kind of want to do this. So I saw Dusty Balls doing that. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Because like, I've been obsessed with drag queens for like my whole life. Like the first love of my life was Chichi Rodriguez from Two no. <laughs> makes so much sense too. I've always been obsessed with drag. I've always been a like a performer. Like I was a Michael Jackson impersonator in high school. Um, <laughs> I was a weirdo. And like this sounds like I said, like I went to high school in 1985. No, I was in high school in, in 2002. <laughs> 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 Michael Jackson. Like oh, I love that. Like what a fucking cool kid too. Like I just think about you then, like killing it, popping and locking. Like, <laughs> like I used to do like cafeteria shows. Like my I also went like. A little background on me, like I'm Puerto Rican, but my family, like my parents were born here. My parents had me as teenagers. So my parents are very Americanized. Like my dad was a B-boy. Like, yeah. like <laughs> my mom was like, she was a freestyle queen. Yeah. Like, like Lisa Lisa. <gasps> my dad was like Fat Joe. Like, so like we're very Americanized. So I grew up with like, I, I don't know that much about Spanish music and stuff like that. Like I know about like American music. So I grew up with like. My mom cleaned the house listening to the Fugees. My my dad was like listening to Wu Tang. Like yeah. my parents really ingrained pop culture into my system. Like mm-hmm. I was always listening to every kind of music, watching every show. TV was my babysitter. I'm the yeah. oldest of, of the kids, so like I just Sally Jesse Raphael was my babysitter. <laughs> yes! <Which is>, like, <laughs> Sally. I'm also aging myself, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my babysitters. Well, honey, you still fucking look 22 over here. Like, looking at Tinderoni over here with no makeup, okay. little, that's little why young I always, ass. That's why I always say, like, these people want to be talking shit about drag kings. I'm like, I am a 32-year-old, 200-pound woman yep. <laughs> doing the splits and high kicks. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hell the fuck. Oh. Our fucking reigning king for a reason. Y'all all fucking heard it here. I mean, I always started as one of the hardest working. I'm telling you, like, ever since they came out the gate... They were like, I know what I want to do. I know what my vision is. And I mean, we see a lot of that influence from your like upbringing and that like pop culture, like influence that you had in like all of your performances in everything that you do. Like you're so fucking stylized. Like most of these drag queens don't even need to be saying the word aesthetic because these bitches don't even fucking know what it means or what theirs is. And like when I think of people that can use that, it's like. You, Tinderoni, like you fucking know yes. what you are and what you're doing and like what Tinderoni like yes. is. And that's so fucking cool to see. Like that shit is so fucking awesome. And that's why you fucking want. <laughs> like that is so fucking you. Like that's so dope. Like that fucking video. Come on. Come on. Oh my God. That video was so stressful. I, <laughs> I was, So like, like they said before, like we knew about this a year ago. So yeah. this has been like, I was like, how can I make, do this in real life? And I was honestly, like, you know, when, when you applied, they actually were like what you would do for your dream performance. Mm-hmm. I like sent in the YouTube link of like Bobby Brown at the 1991 American Music <laughs> Award. <laughs> that solo show. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Now I have to watch that. Everyone's going to have to pull that up. That's uh, that's your homework, everybody. Listen to the Black Tea. Make sure and pull up that legendary performance. I was just like, what? Because 
I hate that the scene is always like kings versus queens because that's not how the Chicago scene is. I love Chicago so much because yeah. like, we are very blended. And um, I've never felt disrespect from a queen. I've never felt disrespect from a king, like in a way where it's like your other, especially like you. Like I remember doing Fabitat like for the first time in your show. Yeah. Like, and I was like, this is like the scene is so blended here that I never felt I always felt support from yeah. my community. Um, and I hate that a constant storyline all the time for cities is always like kings versus queens. And like I personally don't feel like we have that in Chicago. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I really don't think we do. I think Chicago is more based on like merit and like what you're bringing and like, you know, what you're contributing and in your own fucking personal way, like um, that, that's it, honestly, like the, the actual community of the whole thing. But yeah, how could also, how could you not fucking be supportive of what you're fucking bringing? It's so, it's so odd to me to have someone even like question the validity of that or, you know, be able to see you and not think that what you're doing is not on par with or even better and honestly, than what. And honestly, what happen without a little bit of drama? Yeah. True. True. <laughs> you know. Exactly. That's very New York. That's very, like, you yeah. know. And I'm like, you know what? I, I respect it because it's like, you know what? Have conviction in your, like, in your beliefs, <laughs> you know? Like. Don't be a flake. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that also personifies, you know, a true king right there. Yeah. Class. Hello. Somebody's got to have it. King. <laughs> true king teens, okay? Honestly, I was like, I was so... When I heard that you guys were in it too, I mean, I was just like so happy. It was almost like a mini like Chicago like reunion because like we yeah. hadn't seen each other in so long, and it was just like we had a little like text thread. We were like hyping each yeah. other. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That felt really good, and you know, especially being the second time, like that hadn't happened before. So we, yeah, it was really good to have these people that knew exactly what you were going through in that right. situation. And to have your back and be able to like kind of talk really, shit. It's too. really crazy to have uh, you know, three mm-hmm. Chicago artists in a competition at the same time. <laughs> wow. Almost, like it's it unheard of something. It's crazy. Wow. Imagine, imagine if that could happen on we some other platform. I was cutting up Tenderoni's wigs behind the scenes, so <laughs> Well, they turned For one great. wig. I was like, "Well, the wigs turned out great." Because okay, that wig, my like first real wig, awful daughter. Shout out to awful daughter because yes, she delivered. Yes. Yeah, awful also major. Awful major liberty yes, spike wig, baby, right? Is, uh, awful daughter makes a lot of my wigs. Um, as you can see, this is my awful daughter collection up here. Um, can nobody see that girl? This is a podcast. You can see it on the Instagram. Y'all, on Instagram. Y'all can DM me. Um, <laughs> I got an awful daughter wig in the works. Um, speak. I love you, awful. <laughs> okay. Okay, she also finished that wig two days before her top surgery. So, congrats for doing that. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell fucking yes. Well, it looked fucking amazing. I mean, everything everything that you did looked fucking amazing. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, that was, that was some real fucking drag hair. Some drag I excellence hair right there. I love drag kings and wigs. Please normalize this. 
<laughs> she also she also ventilated the hairline. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so it was clean. We saw those details, and like it's the devil's in them details. And you had you had all them fucking details down. You had them down. The consistency. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just so grateful that the Chicago the Chicago drag scene is just so supportive. And, um, like, I wanted to make sure everything in my package was, like, everything in my package was, was from somebody in Chicago. So, like, my film, like, the wigs, the outfits, the looks, like, Natasha um, beating my ass in the back, being like, yeah. get your shit. <laughs> Yeah, if you know how, if you know, you know like how many yeah. breakdowns I've had, like during putting that package together. <laughs> yeah, hell um, yeah, yeah. Like Maureen touched on it before, but like Natasha is very much like she's like my backbone. We've been together for eleven years, so we're practically married. <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> yeah. she we like to say that she's my no person. Um, she's she believes that everybody needs a no person in their life. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Um, if you're surrounded by people that say yes, like you're never going to get the full view of uh, like what you're bringing out to the world. So she'll put me in my place and it it makes my drag better for it. She'll be like, girl, you're wearing that beret again. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, you're doing that mix? Oh, you're doing this? And she's like, and then it, t- it makes me take a sec back and I'm like, you know what? That is raggedy. Let me do a switch <laughs> See? See? It's so good, y'all. Like, it is good to have that person and, you know, be that person in people's lives because that is some shit that we all fucking need to actually grow. To actually fucking grow. I'm like, I don't need no fake bitches around me hyping me up. Child. <clears throat> they be lying. They be lying. Every once in a while, I'll be like, can you just... <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I'm like, can you just lie? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, please just be nice to me, okay? <laughs> just encourage this. So, you know, we we um we kind of like touched on this earlier, but then didn't actually like answer it. And I want to know that I have you both on here. Um, so what's next? So Tinderoni, Tinderoni, what 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 do you think you're gonna do next? I mean, I would love to like partner with you guys um and kind of just like start rebuilding the Chicago drag scene. Oh, yeah. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> because like now that I have this platform, all I want to do is like give to my community. Yeah. And I want to like, you know, like rebuild shows, like start creating a, a culture in Chicago drag where those past behaviors are no more. Absolutely. And, you know? start creating like a culture where like everybody's respectful everybody like you know like start putting these clubs in check you know everybody um just creating a business for chicago drag again Mm -hmm. because it's like this past year has really like we've been through it yeah i just want to give back to our community and i want to like you know i want to bring all of us up a level yeah so we can Hell fucking yeah. And same for you, Maureen. What do you what do you think you would do next? Yeah, like I would love to be a part of that and make making Chicago a hub that benefits everyone and not just the people at the top. And also I want to make some really stupid house music. Yes. Oh my god, Maureen. Please. Please. I definitely I'm talking with some people and I definitely want to do something that's like we're back in the club now yeah, after COVID. Yeah. This is what's up. <laughs> yeah, so definitely working. Maureen's idea. <laughs> I would, I would live to have some Maureen 
fucking on top of a good house beat. Like I would help facilitate that in any way I could actually. <laughs> you let me know. Yes, I, I absolutely will. But yeah, just piggybacking on literally climbing on Tenderoni's back and climbing it <laughs> and riding her all the way to stardom. <laughs> Huh? You gonna affirm me on this podcast? <laughs> Girl, you're the one that you said that you love me. So I'm. <laughs> oh my god, we love Grady's in this house. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god, Grady's need love Wait, too. Okay, so guys, like, come on. Uh, I know I interrupted earlier, but what would be like your live performance if you got to do it for the pageant? Oh, yeah. Let's start with Lucy Stool. Oh, my God. Me? Yeah. What would my live performance be? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think that it would have been a group performance um, that actually challenged me to dance because I kind of also can secretly dance, but I just don't do it. And so that was like one of the things that I really wanted to do that I wasn't able to make happen for the pageant. Um, so yeah, I would like to do a group number. It would probably be with Bambi and Chloe or another one of the girls, Miss Toto. Um, but yeah, I had a little idea in mind for a real cute little group number that I would have, I thought would have been pretty impressive. Hmm. That did not happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe one day, maybe one day though, keep a lookout, you yeah. know? What about you, Maureen? Um, it's kind of similar to Lucy's, but it would be kind of like a fake out. Like, yes. like, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this for months. I wanted to come on stage like I was like about to dance, like I did one move, and and then there's a blackout, and I get flip flop with someone that can actually dance, but they're in a purple wig. <laughs> yes. They're just kicking. They're just like killing the eight counts. Like doing like front handsprings. Like. I was going to ask Denali and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> Denali, if you're listening, let's make this happen, please. Actually, yeah, please still make that happen. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. Tinderoni, what about you? I mean, you, you did the dream number, but... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I was thinking of like the live number, I was like, okay, this is a pageant and I love pageants. And you know, when like the girls are always so extra and it's always like a girl like on a Cleopatra throne with people carrying them, I wanted to be drag queens carrying me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so it was like, oh, shit. Oh. I, <gasps> I wanted, I almost did this for the video, but Natasha's like, it's too many ideas. <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do like an old school like pageant, like get on up, <gasps> yes. Because <laughs> I was like, that would have been sickening. I wanted to come out like in a ruffle coat, like. <laughs> but Natasha's like, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Just a ruffle coat. I need to see you in a ruffle coat ASAP. Yeah. I was like, I need a ruffle coat, and then like do the like. Whip crack with you, but then it goes into my number. So I was like, yeah. the intro will be very pageant, and then it's like tenderoni. Like, <laughs> I was actually, you know, I'm, I was waiting for tenderoni to fall from the sky into a split. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Watch <laughs> y'all. Tender, 
Tinder be getting out there each time a little bit more. I'm like, it's gonna happen. Watch. <laughs> the days, okay, the days that we that I filmed all my like video. The next day, I thought I had COVID because I was like, I was performing for six hours straight. Dude, I did that whole thing for six hours. I probably did the splits like forty times. Like, I oh my god! And then the next day, I was like crying to Natasha. I was like, and I had to go to work at seven the next day. And I was like, I think I have COVID. Like, I'm, I feel so fatigued. Like, I can't breathe. It's like hard to breathe. I'm fatigued. Like, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Natasha's like, Natasha's like, go take a bath and go to sleep. Like, you're stupid. I. I had did my number four times in a row, but it was one of those things where I was like, it has to be filmed. This is the time we have that. This is how it has to yeah. go. So like four times in a row, it was like, cut, uh, get unsweaty, get dressed again, do it again. I was like, oh my God. I was yeah. like hobbling back after that. I had those ropey letters only for six hours. So I was like, those letters I only had for six hours. Right the center. <laughs> yeah, you're Imagine, like, there were seven I wanted to have full tenderoni. I was like, we can only afford the roni. Damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was perfect. The roni was perfect. Because uh, I, was, I was trying to live my Bobby Brown fantasy. Uh, the roni was so fucking good, though. Like, oh, I... <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, we all are so fucking obsessed and the world is so fucking obsessed. Like we have Chicago has the reigning king and queen of drag right now. Like honestly, let's talk like, about someone, it. Someone said it too, like any competition that's open right now that can that the title can be held by a king is held by a king. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So like kind of cool i mean and it's like the ki drag kings are blowing up everywhere now like i'm just so happy that like alaska gave it gave us this platform and the ability to even do it because like she didn't have to do that no. and i'm like honestly like i'm grateful to a lot of like drag race girls like denali has uplifted this like the local scene detox yep. you know auntie detox always uplifts the local scene like yep. it's just like such a big deal to use your platform in that way and i'm just like so grateful for it so fucking grateful for it. I mean, just like the Chicago community continues to be like the fucking beacon of light. Like, sorry, I'm just saying it. Like, it's the fucking sorry. truth. I'm just saying it. It's the fucking truth. Like, y'all can think whatever you want about it, but anybody that's like been here through it and like has actually withstood all the fucking storms that we have in this fucking community, like, yeah, it's fucking legit. So I'm happy. I'm happy to see more of that fucking happening too, and we're gonna make sure that continues. Um, Tinderoni, do you think we'll ever see you on uh, Drag Race or Dragula or something like that? I mean, please do Dragula. I don't know about Dragula because I hate I hate bugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's too much of a, like, too much no. of a fag. I am too much of a fag to do it. I mean, I'm like, ew, I'm nasty. <laughs> like, you're going to mess up my costume? I don't think so. But, yeah. Uh, honestly, like, I'm not even for, like, I would love to do Drag Race if it's a possibility. I know with the temp, like, the way it's set up is kind of hard. I mean, honestly, I would just love it, like, if they had, like, a makeover challenge and they brought Drag Kings on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, an episode, just a way to introduce. No, I get that the you deserve to be a contestant. Bullshit. No, I don't want to make over. Once you on the show, they will figure it the fuck out. But you know what? What's in... <laughs> 
but what Tinderoni is saying is fucking true. It's like we talk about these simple ways that you could like be uplifting more people in the community. And it's like you have a fucking platform like that. Why are you not? And people are like telling us, you know, well, she's already doing a lot. That ain't a fucking enough. Like, look at what, look at the platform you have and look at how many people are being left out from it in your fucking community. No, that's not enough. Like, that's not a fucking enough. And I will continue to ask for fucking more. Like, and I want them to fucking hear that because it's it's ridiculous. Like, you deserve that. And yeah, Bambi's right. You deserve to be fucking cast. Like, come the fuck on. And Maureen, too. Could you imagine fucking Maureen and them singing challenges? Like, oh, my God. I'm an actor. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, some people have been like left out of the conversation, but I think there's no way to change it if we don't have our best, you know, putting their foot forward and entering the ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And kicking the fucking door down. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Like, we're going to keep we're going to keep fucking annoying y'all. Like, we're going to keep fucking sticking our yeah. foot in the way so you can't close the door and we're going to keep talking about it. I think it's hard to like want to put together an audition tape when you know maybe you're not wanted. But maybe we need to get rid of that mentality and just be like, fuck it. <laughs> You're going to see my yeah. audition tape. And if it's undeniably good, then it's undeniably good. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it does suck to know or just to start out feeling like you already have it stacked against you in that fucking way. You know? Yeah. I hope you get on, Lucy. That'd be fucking amazing. Child. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 like if like if they knew what was good for him like for the tv alone they would put me on like i am fucking great at that but i'm like baby i will fucking step completely into my bag for miss drag race if i ever got on her just to come just to completely show out because y'all imagine the moment i get to say not the fracking to rupaul because i would <laughs> Like, Rue would hate me by the end of that show. I wouldn't win because of shit like that. Damn. Like I would she'll either hate you or love you. Yeah, I think she'll like, love what she possibly could, but I would I mean, be annoying. You know why she would love you? Because you would get her references. That was not a read. I think I just got read and it was right. Oh my god. <laughs> Because a lot of these queens have terrible references and need to watch a fucking documentary. Seriously. Well, they gotta do like a Drag Race XYZ edition where it's like only early 2000s references. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That would be fucking funny though. We have to know every share reference, but we don't have to know what Babs is. Like, that's drag, Babs. Hello. Hello. that That I do agree with. Cause I'm like, yeah. imagine if someone, imagine if someone was like Holiday Heart for Snatch Game, no one would know that. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. need, you need to uh, make it not only white old references; it needs to be uh, every old reference. Yeah, and th- <laughs> that part brings some culture. Anyway, uh, thank y'all so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Oh, Bambi says she kicking y'all out. <laughs> Well, some of us gotta go back to work soon. You're so, right. You know, you're right. Sure. Um, I'm just like I'm so fucking stingy with like being able to see and like talk to y'all because I really fucking miss having these moments and having that experience with you two is um something that I honestly will cherish for the rest of my life. Same. It was, it was so fucking cool Same. that 
that I could be on this journey with y'all and that we did so fucking awesome in it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're a digital group hugging over here. Thank you again. Maureen, I miss kissing you. I miss kissing you. I miss you spanking me. Yes. Oh my God. I miss seeing Tenderoni's booty in public too. <laughs> It will be out soon. Oh my god, I miss it. I honestly I just miss seeing everybody. Like, you know, it's like it's so weird. I went from being out like four times a week to like not seeing anyone ever. I know. <laughs> I know. Wow, we are really gonna come back with a fucking passion, y'all. Mm-hmm. I love you too so much. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Love you. Love you. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank love you for joining you. us. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. Well, Bambi. Yes, ma'am. That was such a beautiful episode. I'm glad we got to have that extra special DQOY episode of The Black Tea. Yes, I love me some Chicago love. I love loving on my friends. I love praising you guys and telling you you did good and look pretty. Because you all really did. And I don't know. I'm just really proud of everybody's journeys uh, and where everybody's, you know, glowing up and coming up in the world. Uh, It's really crazy to me that all of us got through this pandemic and without performing for a year have still kept our drag community alive. Yes. Like, wow. It's just wild to me. And everyone has, like, somehow found a way to, you know, thrive through what almost seemed like one of the worst experiences of our lives because you know community is everything to us but i'm like everyone's just like slowly you know getting into the groove of doing their thing and it's only going to make the community stronger when we get back i'm so excited yeah take a hit yes yeah let me go ahead and pull that bowl out too girl i'm over here preaching child Mm, it was such a great episode for that today, though. I love being able to talk to them all together. <laughs> and, 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 and what a better way to show how Chicago gets down than having like three people who are amazing at their brands do three things that are totally different. Like it took me back to, yeah. to, to being back at Berlin. Like I could have saw that yeah. show at Berlin. Definitely. You honestly, honestly, <clears throat> that's such a good way to put it, Bambi. I didn't think of it like that, but it was such a, also a diverse Chicago, like little pool we had in there. Also shout out to the people who weren't from Chicago. though, Cause like, y'all, we had some like really, really good performers in that pageant. Like, Oh um, yeah. What is her name? Christine, Christina, Cassandra. Cassandra, I'm so Cassandra, sorry, Cassandra Complex. Cassandra Complex, that performance, sis, I don't that, even know if you're listening number, to this, but that was cool as fuck. That was awesome. That number was cool as fuck. I love the way that they did that. That was really fucking great. Um, right. Jake, Jake Dupree danced that little ass off. Like Jake Dupree. Like, literally, I was embarrassed to show my burlesque number after that. <laughs> Which, like, I know, but, like, I'm like, Jake, Hey, like hell yes to Jake, like for fucking that. That was so fucking dope. Like, uh, it was it was really fantastic all around. But um, Bambi, what you smoking on over there? I'm trying to Child, see. I'm smoking on the devil's lettuce. Um, is that is that the brand name? 
I think it's called wait, Miss. What the fuck does that say? Mint brownies. Mm. Martian brownies. I don't know. It, the the label has <laughs> faded, but okay, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I like that. I'm still smoking the homegrown over here. I uh, it's taking yeah. me longer to get through an ounce than it ever has in my life. Homegrown? Did you did you grow weed? <clears throat> Not yet, but I'm about to start. I uh, recently got a seed, so I'm about to become about to do that, and I can do that legally, everyone, because what I am medical. Period. Period. So, like, how do I sell weed legally? Because you have to get a dispensary. I have to go through a dispensary. I have to like, buy a dispensary <laughs> to to sell it legally. Yes. What? Okay, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about this later. I was like, maybe after the episode. We'll talk about this later. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Y'all, we are so high and so silly. We are so fucking silly. I cannot with us. If you want to keep us silly like this, there is a way that you can contribute to our weed fund. Bambi, can you let the good people know about that? Yes. If you want to contribute to the weed fund, please send money to our cash app. That's the dollar sign, the black T. Um, that's T-H-E-B-L-A-Q-U-E-T-E-A. That's the black T, y'all. Thank you so much uh, for the people who do send us money. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for the people who listen, who just Hell yeah. send us black tea. You know, Hell this, yeah. This. Thank God, thank you so much to the people who reach out and, you know, say that we're doing a good job because, you know, I do it for y'all. That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> but y'all know what it is. You know what it is. And we are about to go ahead and take off. We love you, everybody. And we'll be back next week with another episode of The Black Tea. Bye. Keep sipping my sippers. Bye, sippers. Bye, <laughs> sippers.